Welcome to the Profit Cast. I'm the coach, Levi Landrigan. And I'm the player, Luke McCark. And we're here to bring you our unique perspective on local, college, and pro sports. So join us as we dive into the headlines and stories that you need to know. Well, we're back. It's another episode of the ProfitCast. We're happy that you're listening with us. And boy, did we have a fun weekend of football. Um, there, was a, there was a really, really exciting game, which we'll get to in a minute. But there was also a game that uh, did not go the way Luke thought it would. It really didn't go the way anybody thought it would. And that, of course, is the 49ers-Eagles game, which I did pick correctly. But I did not think it was going to be the blowout that it was. And really... The score looked like it was a blowout, but we'll get into that in just a minute. It was the Eagles could have played better, but the thing that was really just changed the way that this game went is Brock Purdy, the the Mr. Irrelevant, the last man picked in the draft, uh, got injured, got hurt, and then and then his backup. So he's the third string quarterback to start with. His backup then got a concussion. So it was just you can only do so much. And I did. I alluded to this last week. I said that the quarterback position is too important to not have somebody special there really doing something. So it did. They they fell short of that game, and uh, it was it was all Eagles on the scoreboard. But the Eagles do still have some work to do, too. So other, other than that, Luke, what were some of your thoughts as you were watching that game that, that really changed and really the Niners had a rough go of it? Yeah, I mean, I I was watching this game and basically what happened was Brock Purdy got hurt and they um I I watched till about halftime and when I realized Brock Purdy was either going to not come back or he was going to come back with not having any feeling in his left hand. Yep. It was just going to be a come back pathe- to just it was hand just going to be off. a pathetic p- pretty pathetic showing. So yep. basically once Purdy got hurt, I I I knew that how that game was going to finish. So. Yeah. Yeah, which that's been a little bit of the story of the 49ers season. They started with Trey Lance. He got hurt. Then they moved to Jimmy Garoppolo. He got hurt. They moved to Brock Purdy. And, like, they kept winning this whole time. And some people were asking the question, well, how far can you go? And clearly, they're an incredibly talented team. And their defense, phenomenal. Still one of the best defenses in the league. But how far can you get with just special players and just defense? And, you know, all season people were asking that. What – how much can you do with just having your quarterback not lose you the game? And they they finally reached that limit. Okay, I don't really think that's fair, though, because I don't think, like, I feel like this game really doesn't say anything about the 49ers as a team because, uh, like, a team shouldn't be judged on how their fourth-string quarterback slash third-string quarterback without a throwing arm, like, how they perform. Right, but like, like who's the who's the Eagles' fourth string quarterback? Correct, correct. Like, okay, if, good. if we really want to make this comparison, let's talk about the Eagles' fourth string quarterback. You, you bring up a good point, but we can't use the argument of the Niners are so good that they don't even need a quarterback to play, and that's what I'm saying. The quarterback position is too important to have your fourth stringer in there and win the game that gets you to the Super Bowl. Now the Niners are gr- are great, excellent at. Every position, even third-string quarterback, their third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy, when healthy, is a good quarterback. Probably top 20 in the league. But just looking at the body of work of what we saw, at least top 25. 
you can easily find seven quarterbacks that you would rather have Brock Purdy on your team than Houston. I would argue even better than 22. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's I, I maybe think, even top half I, honestly, of the league. Honestly, I would say Brock Purdy out quarterback Tom Brady when the Buccaneers played. The yeah, Buccaneers. oh yeah, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, so win healthy, really good quarterback. But here's the thing, it's the most important position, arguably in all of sports. So when you limit it so severely, like so so many people were saying that about the 49ers this year. They're like they're so good they they can have Mister Irrelevant at quarterback. They can have Jimmy Garoppolo who's not that good at quarterback. Really. They have competent players. They have good players at the quarterback position. They're just so special everywhere else that their quarterback has to do less than a Joe Burrow, than somebody that's like you watch the team, you're like, that team is special because of their quarterback. Like the Niners are just really special in all areas. But you take away the most important player, you're not going to win a game. Yeah. And now moving on to the the matchup that Luke and I were both really looking forward to, the game that really was down to the wire and, and evenly matched the whole way through. That is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, if you were listening, we both called this game incorrectly. Uh, we both thought that the Bengals were going to win, but neither one of us was too terribly confident on that pick. And it was it was a close game, and it was so back and forth. And with four minutes left in the game, I was like, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to win. But... The the defensive line from the Chiefs just got enough pressure to Joe Burrow to to keep them from scoring on their final drive. They had to punt it. They punted it right down the middle of the field again because there was a little bit of pressure coming. Great return for the Chiefs. Put them right back into the position so they only needed to get a few more yards. Got some of that on the ground. Got some of that in the air. Got some of it by penalties. But they got in field goal range, kicked a game winner with eight seconds left. So the Chiefs advance to their third Super Bowl in five years. Definitely definitely some dynasty talk out there with, with Mahomes and Reed matching up and going to their third Super Bowl in five years. So what did you think about this game, Luke? Yeah, I mean, it, it was really fun to watch. Um, I didn't see it all because I was at FCA for part of it. Um, but, I mean, all the parts I watched, it was just a really fun game to watch, watching Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes go at it. And I thought about more of what you said of, probably the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And, you know, I could definitely see it after watching that game. Um, and, you know, it came down to it. And, I don't know, the ending just wasn't quite satisfying. Like, it was such a great game. And it's like, did Joseph Osai push him at Patrick Mahomes out of bounds? Yes, he did. But it just felt so wrong to end such a great game on such like a – yeah yeah it left you wanting more which i'm a little bit excited because i wouldn't be a bit surprised if the afc championship in 2024 has the same two teams and and we'll for sure get to see them play in the regular season again because they both won their division so they'll get to play each other for sure next year in the regular season but i could easily see mahomes and burrow battling it out every season for the rest of their career either to get to the super bowl you know maybe if one of them moves conferences later in their career maybe they actually face each other off in the super bowl who knows what could happen but i've heard a lot of people compare this to the to the manning brady rivalry and those were some fun games to watch and just just oh such good football to watch so it was fun to watch these two quarterbacks battle it out. And Luke and I talk a lot about what what kind of attributes make a good quarterback. And one thing that I've, I mean, I've watched a lot of Patrick Mahomes over the last five years, but something that I noticed in this last game that really surprised me 
was there's eight seconds left on the clock, and they kick the field goal to get the lead. And your your gut reaction, your natural instinct is to just like jump up and down, throw your hat in the air, like just run onto the field. And the camera pans over to Patrick Mahomes and he's going out on the field and he's doing two things. The first thing he's doing is he's high-fiving every single player on that special teams unit. But he's also telling the rest of his team to get back. Don't start celebrating yet. There's still three seconds on the clock, which, yeah, they had basically won the game. But he, at that moment in time, he was an extension of the coaching unit. Like the one of the best things that your quarterback can do is be an extension of the coaching staff because your coaches, like that's their job to make sure that the players don't go crazy and like storm the field and whatever. But Patrick Mahomes was doing that. And when you look at Tom Brady and his phenomenal run in New England through those 20 years where they won so many, so many games, it's because, yes, it was because Belichick was a phenomenal coach, but Tom Brady was the extension of that coaching staff into the locker room, onto the field. He embodied everything that the coach talked about in such a way that it compelled his teammates to play with that same determination to get the absolute most out of everything. And we're seeing the same thing in Patrick Mahomes. That is an attitude that is so well served among all athletes, but especially among your team leaders, your captains, and your quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's definitely something that goes kind of under under the radar a lot of times. And everybody thinks about Patrick Mahomes and the incredible arm talent right. and just the magical kind of superhuman ability he has to escape the pocket and stuff. But that's that's kind of something that you don't talk about very much with Patrick Mahomes, even mm-hmm. though, you know, you talk about that lots with Tom Brady and, you know, players who are – a little bit more one-dimensional at quarterback, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was was a little interesting and worth worth mentioning too is is you can learn a lot about a player when they're when they're at their ultimate high, when they're at their ultimate low, when they win a game, when they lose a game. And last year, you know, watching the watching the Chiefs lose some games and not go to the Super Bowl, and listening to Mahomes get interviewed after those games, yes, he was disappointed. But it wasn't it wasn't crushing, you know. He wasn't. I remember when Cam Newton lost his Super Bowl, he got up and walked out in the middle of the press conference, and he just you know wasn't demonstrating stability or or composure in that time. And I get it; it's hard. It's a really difficult place to be. But Mahomes has demonstrated that composure and that leadership. That when stuff is going bad, he's you know he's not going all the way down. And when Kinda stuff like was, an I'll be back here. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was motivated for doing the next thing, and and then right after this game, a reporter went up to him, and he wasn't pounding his chest. He wasn't saying I'm the greatest. The first thing he said is I want to thank God and acknowledge Him for giving me the talent, and and I think you know you, you can you can kind of split hairs on on what that actually says about a person's faith, but I think it does demonstrate with Patrick and and with a lot of these players. It's like if you have the main things figured out, then then winning a football game is not going to be your everything. And losing a football game is not going to be your everything. It doesn't and and I and I hope that all of our listeners will take this to heart because sports is fun. There's a whole lot more to life than sports. And and if you are putting your worth and your value into your sport, uh, you're going to be let down. Uh, so if you if you get the main things right, if you if you find purpose and meaning in a relationship with God, then that frees you up to be a less volatile player. It, it frees you to be more consistent in not just sports, but in all areas of life. 
So that's my that's my little soapbox rant for this podcast episode. But uh, but I think it is something that we can. It, it's fun to see those life lessons played out in some of the athletes that we get to watch. Yeah, and uh, just kind of circling back to the football side of things uh, once more. I just want to say that uh, Patrick Mahomes did this all without the help of star receiver Tyree Kill, um, who was a big part of um, that first Super Bowl run. Um, shout out to Bentley McCarkey. He told me I needed to get Tyree Kill into our into one of our next podcast episodes. So. Yep, that is that has been the thing that has really impressed me about Mahomes this year because without Tyree Kill, who is a really special player, probably one of the fastest guys in all of the NFL, um, and I would say Tyree Kill is maybe the single person responsible for taking Miami from where they were as a consistent team to a playoff team. So like. Really, really good athlete. Really, really good wide receiver for sure. But even without him, the Chiefs won one more game this year, clinched the number one overall seed, and are going back to the Super Bowl. So that says a lot, yes, about Patrick Mahomes, but it also says a lot about Coach Reed, the entire staff that they have put together there, and just kind of their culture as well. That's another thing, again, that I heard uh, Mahomes say on a podcast was he was talking about the culture in Kansas City, how that's not something he had to turn around when he got there. It was already a good winning hardworking culture when he got there. And culture is a lot. Um, it, it does a lot to set teams up for success. It does a lot to outside of sports, you know, set companies and businesses and even families up for success. If you have the right kind of culture that is ultimately focused on the important things and getting those right. Let's see. So the last thing that we're going to do to wrap up this podcast is, is talk about some potential breaking news that came out today. Tom Brady announced that he is retiring, and and this time for real. Uh, Luke, do you believe him? I I do believe it, and you know it just it kind of feels more right because last time everybody was wondering, 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 and he didn't even say it himself. It was like leaked that it was something he had said, and this time it was like him that said it, officially announced it right away, and uh, you know I I don't know it it feels more real, and it. It kind of feels this year kind of felt like an end to yeah. an era with him. Yeah. There was kind of like a. Did you watch the video? I did not watch the video. I believe him because I watched the video. Like, if if he's if I do believe that right now he believes that he's telling the truth when he's saying he's retiring. I don't think there's any. I don't think he's quite. I mean, he's a phenomenal football player, so maybe he's a really good actor too. But I don't think he's a good enough actor to to pull a fast one on us that way because because you could see it in his eyes, you could tell it in his tone of voice. Is like, I mean, and the guy's been playing football for twenty five years. Like, he's tired. He's done. And, and you could tell it by the, the way he acted this year too yeah. on, on the football field, like constantly, just like shaking his head and getting mad and just like mm-hmm. I don't know he he looked like a player that was on his way out this yeah year. and you have to wonder a little bit of that is is part of that some of the off-field stuff that he's been going through as well yeah there are so, things bigger than football so. exactly yep so it'll be interesting I I think he is actually retired um yeah we we had thought about talking about this before of possible landing spots for him but I guess we'll just, you know, there won't be a lot of segments about that because if if he unretires, he probably will have already signed with somebody by some point. So right. maybe we'll get to lose out on that talking point. But again, we can focus back on the 
on the conversation of there's there's more important things in football. Um, so hopefully hopefully he's able to maybe mend some of the bridges with his family, um, some of the some of the things that maybe he needs to work on reprioritizing. Um, but at the same time, just as casual sports fans that don't actually have a connection with Tom Brady, I think we can really appreciate what he brought to the game and and what you know and how much the game is football has changed in his incredibly long career but also incredibly successful career. He's got a lot of records that I'm sure will stand for a really long time. Um, so it was a, it's, it's been fun to watch him play. There's not a lot of athletes that um, have won me over. And what I mean by that is like, I didn't like Tom Brady when I was young. I didn't like him at all. And I was pretty anti-Patriots for most of my growing up years. But the more that I watched him and got a just better appreciation for the game of football, it's like, I, I don't like... I don't like this guy. I don't like this team, but I got to respect what I'm seeing. And Kobe Bryant did the same thing for me. I really didn't like the Lakers, really didn't like Kobe. But after I watched him enough, I was like, this is a truly special player. I got I to gotta respect him, and I, I really got excited about watching Kobe every time he was on TV. So uh, you got you to gotta enjoy him while they're there because, because before long they retire. So for those of you out there that maybe don't like the Chiefs, maybe don't like the Bengals, appreciate these phenomenal quarterbacks that we have right now. You, they, they don't have to be your favorite team. You don't have to cheer for them when they are playing your team or anything like that. But just appreciate good football players because because who knows when we're going to have another quarterback rivalry battle like uh, like Burroughs and Mahomes. Yeah, and I I beg all of – I know Tom Brady's a very controversial quarterback, but I, I beg everybody out there um, who, you know, is constantly spitting the Brady hate, just like kind of st- step back and like – He's out of the game now and just, like, appreciate what he did for the game. Yeah. And as as a Buccaneers fan, like, Tom Tom Brady was not my favorite person. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's not like I might not get be- behind him as a person, but, like, on the football field, I think everybody should at least respect him for what he's done mm-hmm. because he was in the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a special special player. So enjoy the enjoy the special players that you get to watch and uh, get ready to enjoy a really good football game uh, when we get to the Super Bowl. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But remember, God made you special and, and he, he loves, loves you very, very much. much. Bye.